Welcome to On Texas Football. This is the state of the program. I'm here with Eric Nalin, uh, InsideTexas.com publisher. Uh, we're going to talk a little Longhorn football today. Uh, we in, in the state of the program, if you haven't watched it before, we try to go over uh, the, the big picture uh, items as well as some of the minutia that we think you'll be interested in going on in and around the program. Uh, the state of the program is brought to you, uh, are presented by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, well, speaking of results, uh, Eric, uh, Texas emerges from Iowa State with a win, uh, good team win uh, overall. Now we're looking ahead to Oklahoma State. Uh, what are you thinking as the Longhorns enter game week, really, uh, yeah. against a top 15 team uh, in the country? Well, they have, all, they have as many wins as they had last year. You know, on October 15th, they had five wins. And uh, at the end of last season, they had five wins. So, you know, I know uh, people are nitpicking how that game uh, came about, the win came about. Um, you know, I, I, I just look at the big picture and try to keep perspective that this is still a team that's uh, growing. And, you know, I think that they're showing the, the culture that they want to put in place. I think that that's uh, been a success throughout the season. Uh, yeah, it's a big one against Oklahoma State. Before the season, I earmarked this as probably the biggest game in the conference. Now, obviously, I don't think that would play out that way. Obviously, uh, you know, after TCU just beat Oklahoma State in an absolutely wild game. Um, so maybe that TCU game will be big. But, you know, the, the next big game is always – the next game is always the biggest one for UT. And, and right now, Oklahoma State is is on deck. And, I, you know, I like the way Texas matches up. Uh, talk about that a little bit. You say you like the way Texas matches up. What do you mean? Well, you know, Oklahoma State is not very good against the run and they're not very good against the pass. And so they're going to have to try to focus on taking away one. And, and Texas has been extremely balanced and they're, and they're in a balanced in a way that's going to give them some trouble. I think, um, you know, Texas doesn't just go run, pass, run, pass, run, pass and become balanced that way. They'll go run for long stretches at a time. They'll go pass for long stretches at a time. And Oklahoma State's going to be in trouble trying to take away one of those. Um, you know, if they load up on the run, then that they're going to their pass defense, one of the worst in the nation is going to be susceptible to the big play. Uh, if you watch the game versus TCU last week, uh, they, they gave up a lot of ground underneath uh, to Kendry Miller, who's a fine running back, uh, but maybe not B. John Robinson or in Roshan Johnson. But he, he's, he's good. Don't get me wrong. They've been high on him since they got him. Um, but, you know, they're going to they, they didn't want Quentin Johnson to beat him and he still beat him on many, many plays downfield. So it's going to be a picker poison game for them. And I, I think they're pulling out the hair trying to figure out how to stop the Texas offense. Now, that's assuming that UT shows up and, and plays well on the road, which is maybe not the safest assumption to make. Yep. Uh, what about the the matchup the other way with, uh, we, you know, we think Spencer Sanders is going to play. What Vegas has to say, we don't know. Uh, the, the, the line has definitely moved heavily uh, since opening on Sunday. Uh, but your, your thoughts on that, Eric, and how Texas matches up on a defense with their defense versus the Oklahoma State offense. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, 
Well, I have no primary information on whether or not Spencer is going to play, but having followed that kid closely in high school, and now he's a grown man, I shouldn't call him a kid, uh, I would bet the farm that he's going to play. You know, there's some Sam Ellinger toughness to him, uh, but also that plays into why he's, he's – his accuracy de decreases throughout the season. I think he's uh, 36 for his last 81 passes. Uh, that's not good. So while his accuracy is hurting right now, probably along with his, his uh, physical ailments, um, his uh, decision-making has been better. He's not turning over the ball as much as he has in the past. So he's a tough matchup because he can make the throws, even though he's not always uh, consistent. And, of course, he can run. You know, if you, see, if you saw the first quarter against uh, TCU, it's a, it a good reminder of just how dangerous he is. I think TCU uh, has a pretty they're not they're not a, a maybe the greatest coordinated defense right now. I think they're still learning all that install, but they they they're, they're fast and physical uh like Texas intends to be. Uh so I I do like Texas in the matchup. They don't have a very good running game. Um you know they're the running back Dominic uh, Richardson runs hard. Uh you know he's commendable in that regard, not a great athlete. Uh their offensive line is not that great. Everybody knows the big question going into this game is how Mike Gundy is going to pick against uh, UT's tendencies, negative tendencies, and that's going to be probably the story of the game on uh, defense. But, you know, the good thing is I checked in with sources tonight and that the, the uh, secondary is expected to be back to full health for this game. Gotcha. Um, Eric, when, when you talked to me about uh, uh, the run game at, at uh, Oklahoma State, I, I listened to Mike Gundy's press conference on Monday uh, and what he was saying. Uh, was very interesting. He says they're just not running the ball as well as they did a year ago. And he's not, he's saying it's not the running back. Uh, you know, he, he yeah. thinks the running back, it, he needs to get a little bit more patient. And, and like Donovan Warren, I think, did a year ago for him. Um, he even mentioned that in the presser. Uh, but he thinks that the offensive line is just not as good as they were a year ago. Right. And he pointed to a guy that they, that's now, I think, starting for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers for him, right? And then uh, we know that they've lost some other guys and, and had a uh, horrible situation at center against TCU where they were ended up going to their third string center. We think he's there. There are other guys going to be back for this game against Texas. But uh, you put all that together and it's potentially Texas making them one dimensional, which Mike Gundy does not like to be like right. that's one of the things about he's one of those air raid, not an air raid. That's not really what he does. But he really likes to be able to run and pass the ball. And when you make him one-dimensional, he gets a little uneasy. Yeah, and, and not having a real real good outside threats is, is going to hurt them too to relieve stress. Uh, you know, the, the, the matchup for Texas in their favor is going to be the defensive tackles versus that interior offensive line. Uh, you know, they're, but they're going to have to play sound assignment football because, you know, we saw the Hunter Deckers uh, uh, run for the touchdown up the gut. You know, Spencer Sanders is certainly a better runner than, than Deckers is. So they're going to have to stay home and play well. But – uh, you have to like the interior defensive line versus the uh, Oklahoma State offensive line. Uh, at the same time, Texas hasn't got quite a bit uh, enough out of the edges uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, so maybe there's not that uh, great uh, bounce you'd like to see there. But, you know, Mike Gundy, the, the big the big question here is Mike Gundy is a very, very, very good offensive uh, play designer uh, and schemer. Um, and he is going to have Texas dead to rights on their tendencies if those tendencies have not been fixed. Um Bright spots for the Texas program at this point, in your opinion. Uh, I want to ask you that, and then I want to ask you about what you think really Texas is, is needs to to address somehow in in the next you know five to six weeks as as they close out this regular season. Let's start with bright spots, though. In your opinion, there are three or four that you really can pinpoint that hey, this is really something that I think is a good good situation right now for the program. 
Yeah, you know, so I, I try not to get too high or low after uh, games and, you know, not let recency bias affect me. Maybe that affected me a little bit after the Texas Tech game just because of how much it reminded me of uh, last year's struggle. So I had to try to uh, talk myself out of, out of being too uh, knee-jerk. Uh, you know, you, you see soccer fans do that all the time. If a guy has a bad game, they need to get rid of him. He's not fit anymore. And then, you know, he comes back, scores a goal the next week, and he's on form. And, you know, they're slap, slapping beers all over the place. So, um so when I say something like, you know, I, I think the secondary has has been improved, you know, that's uh, not not necessarily reflected in the the, la the most recent performance when they had a lot of injuries and uh, some uncharacteristic coverage busts, at least as far as this year goes. But uh, so I think I think overall, I think we'll see a better secondary this week, uh, getting everybody back healthy and on the same page. Uh, I, but you know, Ryan Watts, Ryan Watts, just telling people, Ryan Watts did practice on Monday. Uh, if you have not read that on Inside Texas or elsewhere, go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, Eric. Yeah, you know, everybody said that the uh, defense broke down along uh, when he went out or the secondary did. But, you know, uh, Hutchinson was making plays on him, too, in the first quarter. So I don't know if that's a valid excuse, but uh, they did not play well. And, and, and certainly the substitutions and some of the coverage busts uh, are something that they'll, they'll look to clean up. That's why we wrote on Monday that, you know, I think there are simple fixes. Uh, in that regard. Now, over the middle stuff that yeah, with the linebackers, that that might be a little different. Uh, but the number one thing that they fixed is the is team wide culture and the, and the mindset that they're going to win. And um, I think they're, they're playing with consistent effort. You know, they, they don't always come out hot out of the gates, but they do play hard coming out of the gates every every week. I think that's a big win. Um, and, you know, they're on the field too much, but they they are. If you look at the the adjusted stats, Texas stacks up extremely well. Uh, so they're doing a lot of things right. They're just doing some smaller things that make games harder to put away or to blow out. Uh, but the culture um, and then sort of the, the some of the the big playability that they've shown. You have to defend the whole field with them. Uh, the offensive line is coming around better, uh, coming along uh, faster than maybe we we thought. Um, you know, that the, the, they really won that game on the ground on uh, on Saturday against a really good defense. I don't think I think because uh, Iowa State's offense isn't that great. It clouds everybody's uh, feelings about their defense. Uh, you know, that, that was a good win. But I think they're playing together better as a team. Uh, individual players are developing across the board. The defensive tackles are a lot better. Uh, the offensive linemen are improving. So the same themes are holding true for me, even though last week was not maybe the best example of of those pluses. So I'm, I'm just reiterating here. Secondary improved overall, not not getting the recency bias. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree with you yeah. totally. Team wide culture overall, right? I, I think we all agree. I think Texas fans are sitting here nodding their head as you say this, right? Then the offensive line has improved, and then just generally the explosiveness and consistency of the offense. Yeah, and, right? yeah. A lot of that has to do with the consistency of uh, Jordan Whittington and Rashawn Johnson. They know what they're going to get there every every single snap, and then you know Xavier Worthy. Uh, I been a bit of a critic of him about his inconsistency uh in the past has been uh <laughs> he's been pretty reliable of late and, and made some really big plays but you know you got to reiterate to the fans that uh that program uh progress is not linear it doesn't occur in a straight line i think that's a common theme that we're talking about on inside texas it's kind of like weight loss um you know if you measure if you measure your weight every day for a week it's going to be up and down up and down but if you do it every day for a month you're going to see progress uh, and yeah, there's going to be setbacks, and you know, like like on football, some of those setbacks occur on weekends with your pizza and your wings and your beer. Uh, but if you keep doing the right things long enough, you're going to make enough progress and look back six months later and go, "Damn, I look pretty good." Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I think that's I need what, some of that. I need yeah, some of that. I think that's where Texas is getting. You know, it might not be this this year, but you know, next year you're going to say, "Damn, they look pretty good." 
at times they do look pretty good this year, but but there has been a couple inconsistent efforts or not necessarily from an effort standpoint, but from a result standpoint. I think the processes are in, in place uh, for the program to keep ascending. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of work to do, but but the they've done a lot of work already and they should be proud of uh, of the improvements they made. All right. So that's the positives. And I think I, I think I agree with all with all of them uh, for you. What are the things they really need to work on? Um, I, I, I know one that I'm uh, pinpointing is is a pass rush or doing something different on third down uh, that gets them off the field. Because that was just like Texas Tech was that, oh, no, not again moment yeah. um, from a year ago that you felt. You know, like I've seen this this uh, play before. Well, Saturday was the same way from a third down perspective against Iowa mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I wrote in August uh, quite a bit was that the lack of pass rush is going to uh, put the put the defensive backs in a, in a tough spot. And I think, you know, I think we've seen that some, um, you know, but they just need more time you know they need they need more time to develop the younger pieces that they have uh they didn't get a kelvin bakes at edge you know not a lot of guys are ready to come in at edge and do what kelvin bakes has done at offensive tackle not a lot of offensive tackles are ready to come in and do what kelvin bakes has done so they didn't get the kelvin bakes equivalent uh but they got a lot of really good players you know maybe they're the devon campbell equivalent that will play a lot next year and and and, and be good so i know fans are wondering why those guys aren't playing and you know the the simplest answer is that they're not as good as the guys that are playing. That you just have to trust the coaches that that see them every day. Um, you know, it's about consistency and a reliability as much as anything. It's, you can't just you know if you make one great play, that's great, but you have to keep making them and be consistent, and reliable. Uh, and and I don't think they're there yet. Uh, yeah, then, I, I I always remember the the uh, the saying. You know, why why aren't these running backs ready? Well, they can't protect the quarterback yet if they're yeah, true freshmen, right? And right. so a lot of that can be said. Well, you can't stop the run yet as a right. defensive end, maybe. Yeah, so. if you watch Ethan Burke, I know everybody's clamoring to see more of him. He's just not strong. You know, he's he's not strong at all. He's uh, he's got a, he's got a, he needs a full off season. He didn't get a full off season. Uh, he, he tried everything he could to put on weight and strength, but you know he just didn't have enough time. It, it, you know, some of these guys require time. Uh, and then you know on the on the third down issues, you know we had it cataloged and charted that you know they changed up their coverages quite a bit. Um, you know I think sometimes you just have to <laughs> say they got maybe maybe it's not unfair to say that they got out coached in that game uh, as far as uh, getting uh, Iowa State getting their guys uh, the ball on third down. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're not trying and they're not changing things up. I think there's some some uh, false narratives out there about Texas just sitting back and getting picked apart, playing bend but don't break. Uh, that's not what they're doing. They did have a lot of coverage busts. Uh, they need they need more time. They need more time being coached up. I think the the linebackers are a bigger liability in pass coverage than the defensive backs have been. Uh, and is that something that's going to get fixed overnight? No, I don't think so. That might be something that plagues them into the offseason. Uh, you know, there's there's a reason teams go eight, nine, one year, and then they go 10, 10 or 11 the next year. It's because they made the improvements from the year before that they that they didn't have time to, to adjust. Um, Eric, uh, you mentioned that. What about, um, you know, Texas had, 
I, I don't know that Texas hasn't rushed at least four this year. So the opposite of switching things up uh, is one thing, but they, they tend to like to rush four uh, and they keep their lanes to, to avoid the, uh, avoid the scramble by the quarterback. What about trying to do something like rush three and drop eight and, and kind of bait that quarterback on third and 10 into trying to run? Yeah, you know, that's something we heard that they might do a little bit more of in the offseason. And I don't I think they kind of lean back on what they felt comfortable coaching and, and comfortable doing. Um, you know, that's that's one way to negate it. Take it, take another take that middle uh, lane away, which has been uh, been hurting them quite a bit. You know, I, I keep waiting to see that Rob uh, and we haven't seen it robbed yet. Uh, I th think a couple guys have gotten at least close to it. Um, you know, you wouldn't call the Jalen Ford one a Rob uh, last week in the in, inside the ten. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's something I haven't heard them doing that. But, you know, when you see them playing more Ojimo outside and, and Alfred Collins outside, and, you know, they, they clearly have the, the, the bodies up front to play a three man front uh, and do that. But, yeah, we haven't seen much of that. We haven't seen much dime outside of uh, uh, West Virginia, I think it was. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what Texas does to, to improve those things, because, you know, it's nice to say that you want them to do it in the offseason and it'll take that long time. I don't know yeah. that Texas fans want it to take that long. <laughs> I think they, yeah, yeah. I think they want it tomorrow, right? Well, it's been a, it's been a long walk, walk in the desert, and everybody's thirsty for success. Uh, it it doesn't happen overnight. I think you should just be excited um, that that the improvement is is pretty clear. You know, it's just not as fast as you'd like it to be. You know, I think there's you see those one year turnarounds quite a bit. Baylor had one last year. You know, you see it you see it some some off sometimes. Uh, you know, Texas just isn't ready to, to make that big leap, I don't think. But, you know, they, they keep scratching and clawing. You know, that they, they might – who's ruling out that they could win 10 games this year other than Jerry and his uh, ceiling? <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, what, what happens there. Um, Baylor, by the way, you mentioned that one-year turnaround. They've already lost more games this year than they lost all of last year. Right, yeah. So, I mean, you know, what we heard about in the offseason was that they were going to build this thing – the right way from the bottom up and it was going to be enduring. There wasn't going to be these big uh, gaps from one year to the next. Uh, and I think they're doing that. And they, you know, last year's class was foundational this year that they'll, they'll they'll suffer some losses on defense and go fix that in the portal. Uh, and they'll pick up right where they left off next year. And then, then the question is, can they improve on it? You know, is, is next year really, is this really the year before the year? They'll have to address that through the portal, but there's not, they're not going to fall off a cliff next year, you know, like, like Baylor has, or, you know, Iowa state is, you know, even though Iowa state is playing teams tough and, and close uh, through good coaching and culture, uh, they had a talent cliff uh, and they're, they're suffering from it right now. All right. Uh, question for you. We're entering a phase of the season. That's kind of interesting to me. Three teams, the next three teams, Texas faces are all currently ranked higher than Texas. Yeah. So they're the three highest ranked teams in the big 12 starting with Oklahoma State this weekend. Then there's an off week, and then they go to Kansas State and come back home uh, after that uh, at DKR and play TCU. Yeah, um, I'm looking at this, and, you know, Texas needs to win one of the first two. Hopefully they win two of three or three of three, right? Right. It is What happens if they go 0-3 in this, in this little, little group? <laughs> I mean – are we all? Are, is everybody saying, "Oh, we're all back to the sta stage one"? Sark can't get it done, or do some of these things still ring true to you? I mean, if they win zero and three, it's basketball season. But I don't think that that has a chance of happening. You know, I, I just don't see that. You know, they have they have favorable matchups going into each one of these games, not not across the board necessarily, like we've seen against some other teams. But they have favorable matchups that are, 
that are pretty obvious going up against each of these teams. So uh, I think Texas is smart. The coaching is good enough to lean on some of those uh, favorable matchups. You know, Kansas State is really one-dimensional on offense. Um, you know, Oklahoma State is weak where Texas is good. Uh, and, and pass defense and passing offense. You know, if Quinn Ewers uh, hits a couple throws deep, then they're going to be in trouble. Um, you know, so I, I, I think Texas is going to go two and one, but I, you know, I don't know exactly how I think TCU is the hardest game on paper as far as where the matchups aren't necessarily as much in UT's favor. Uh, but by no means are they a perfect team. Yeah. I, I think that everybody's beatable in every game. I think all of these games are winnable and I think they're all losable. I think it's, Texas. Is right. Yeah, it is. I mean, each one of them losable. Everyone on the, on the schedule is lo- losable. We saw them lose to tech. Um, but you know Texas's run defense sets a high sets a high floor, and then the playmakers and the running backs, uh, Jordan Whittington, the leadership uh, that he has and brings, Jordan, uh, the Rashawn Johnson does, Bijan, the playmaking skill, uh, Xavier Worthy's consistency. Uh, there are things that give Texas a high floor and give them a good chance against each one of these teams. Um, and I, you know, I, to me, I think they should. You know, the goal should be to go three and zero. Two to one would be acceptable, but then you probably have to win out to make it to the uh, Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, it's they've got to they've got to find a way to get into the last half of their schedule uh, that uh, in a situation where uh, they've got a chance to make a run at that, that uh, big 12 championship, if they can, um, you know, it's not a must. I shouldn't act like it is, uh, but it sure would be interesting to see Steve Sarkeesian have a lot of success in his, his second year. He's put himself and the team has put itself into that position uh, seven games into the season. Um Eric, I, I think about this, and as we talk about the program uh, in general, uh, we've talked about recruiting. We've talked a little bit about the portal. Um, it sounds like, to me, the next big recruiting weekend for Texas will be, I think, that November 12th weekend for TCU. Is that kind of what you're hearing as well? Yeah, TCU, um, November 11th, uh, November 12th, uh, yeah, Saturday. Um, yeah, that's going to be the next uh, home game that's – well, really, it's just, just their next home game. You know, they – their schedule is front-loaded with uh, games at DKR, you know, Oklahoma State this week, then a bye, and then K-State. So there's not they're not going to be home there for a while. Uh, yeah, and they'll they'll have that loaded up, especially if uh, if they win win next week and the week after or the the next game after. Yep, Deuce Robinson, the tight end from Phoenix, Arizona, coming in uh, for that. Uh, we think that uh, we think a couple other guys might be coming in as well. Not sure yet on any other official visitors, although DeAndre Moore, the wide receiver. Uh, out of Southern California could also be in yeah. uh, that weekend as well. Uh, so from a recruiting perspective, Eric, um, how would you, how do you think they're doing right now overall? Um, and what do you expect the next week or two to look like uh, since we know they're not going to be any quote unquote official visits? Well, you know, th- these are these class, some of these classes are going to look semi in, incomplete, but that's going to be intentional to save room for the portal. So, you know, we're, you're going to have to reserve judgment on that or just trust our reporting that, you know, if, if they only get one more edge in the class, don't worry about it. They'll be looking in the portal. Or if, if it doesn't look like they feel linebacker needs, don't worry about it. That was intentional. They're going to go get a linebacker or a safety. Uh, so, I, but I like where the class is. You know, I think they're making they're they're making up ground on Colton Vosick, who is basically the the Jack version of Ethan Burke. Um, you know, Ethan plays on the uh, buck, which, you know, you don't necessarily need to be quite as big and strong. I think Colton Vosick is going to fill out a little bit more and probably fill that role a little bit better on the other side. So uh, you can see them reuniting. Texas is making up ground there. They're, you know, there's a bit of momentum, uh, obviously, with uh, OU having some issues this year. It, it might it might set up well for Texas to flip them. You still have to worry about Oregon and some other schools, too, probably. Uh, you know, maybe another linebacker. 
played a long game on Anthony Hill. I think things are going to really pick up in mid-November or so, uh, somewhat like they did last year. Last year, I, I wrote that, you know, things were going to get pretty interesting. I wrote, I wrote an article on November 18th that Texas had uh, tailwinds, even though that uh, the, the season was not going well. Uh, this year, they're going to have uh, even more tailwinds uh, with the season, assuming the season does go well. It's just going to be how much room do they have? Are they going to have to say, tell some guys, hey, we got to, you know, we're going to have to save a spot for the portal. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, debate within the, the coaching staff of where they need to allocate resources, whether to high school or, or to the portal. Um, I think next year they're going to focus a lot more on the defensive side because, you know, they are going to lose some guys. Some guys they developed are going to, going to become bigger losses than it looked like uh, just a few months ago. Uh, so, Whatever happens in high school recruiting, remember that now you have to uh, to merge uh, the value of the portal. And so if, if you think that they had a, a miss in, in, in the class, it's probably by design. Yep. All right. Uh, Eric, thanks for your time. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, I need to say thank you to our new sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, the Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for its clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, Eric, uh, one last question before I let you go. Uh, Spencer Sanders, Gunner, Gunner Gundy, uh, you, think they're, you, think, you think Oklahoma State has – I just feel like – Something about Mike Gundy, he makes it hard on Texas. He made it hard on Texas when Mac Brown was the coach. Um, you know, there's something. It doesn't matter. He's gonna. He's got a. He's got a magic rabbit in his hat that he's gonna pull out. No matter who it is, he saves something for Texas. It seems yeah. like every single year. He's gonna. He's gonna confuse the defense a time or two. He's gonna have some formations that they hadn't seen for sure. There's definitely gonna be something up his sleeve. I think he's the best coach in the conference. Uh, you know, at least as it stands now. Um, and so, you know, you, you're gonna have to be ready for everything. I, I think he's a hell of a coach. Probably underrated. Uh, I think I saw a stat. He's the fourth most winningest coach at the same co uh, school right now. I think they showed that on the telecast, and that sounds about right to me. So, uh, you know, he's gonna have something up his sleeve. But I, I you know, I think uh, I expect Spencer to give it a go. He's a tough guy. He's, you know, it's. He's not going to miss his last crack at Texas, I don't think. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I you know, I think I'm going to predict Texas to uh, win a close one, but I don't know. I might change my mind. Just thinking, it, the more I think about Gundy, the more I'll second guess that. He's like the the old Sly Fox kind of guy, you know. He's just, ugh. All right, uh, for Eric Nalin of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been the state of the program uh, presented by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm.